What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hashtag no music, no intro. A long-waited, anticipated, maybe, episode of the Saints Block Party podcast. Uh, we apologize a little bit, um, but, you know, it's it's dead dead of the off season there's nothing going on i needed a recharge uh but happy belated mardi gras to everyone happy belated uh valentine's day Uh, uh, i'm i'm an old as dirt old man now um birthday bro appreciate it man uh thank you um but I feel like this is the perfect time for us to come come back in and talk about the Saints. There's been so many updates and additions to the offensive staff and just a lot's going on in a very short period of time. Um, so perfect time to talk about. Also kind of wanted to just in- encapsulate, have kind of like a Super Bowl, like aftermath, just some some thoughts on the Super Bowl. Because yeah. I always, I always yeah. like to... That always you can always take something away from from the Super Bowl when when you oh, watch yeah. it in turn. Um, but let's let's just let's start. Oh, and we got we got we got actually a lot to talk about. We got the Saints having training camp and and Irvine particularly. Yeah. And that's about like an hour drive away. Will they have a a, a warrant out like like a wanted sign? If I try to get in, I I don't know, right? I don't I don't know. Um. But let's start with all these additions to the offensive staff. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was officially, officially, officially confirmed. Clint Kubiak is now officially the Saints' new offensive coordinator. Um, along with that, we have the quarterbacks coach who was formerly with Chicago, Andrew Janako. I'm hoping is the quarterbacks coach. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, they added. Derek Foster to be the running backs coach, if I remember. Yeah, that's a running backs coach. And lastly, as of who was formerly, sorry, Derek Foster was formerly of the of the Chargers running running backs coach. And then as of today, the Saints are hiring Rick Dennison to their offensive staff and some type of offensive capacity known for very good run concepts, offensive line, doesn't believe in getting vaccinated against COVID. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. <laughs> get that needle away from me. Um, 
this is true. And we have no idea how the offense is going to look. We have no idea what's going to look like, what's, what's going to be. It's going to be fascinating to have the first time there being a, a, a different Saints offense in almost two decades um, since 2006. This is as hundred percent no excuses part two as there can be, bro. Like that, like, bro. None, 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 man. None, man. Like this, it's so fascinating, bro. Because, because it truly is a new offensive staff. It's not just bringing in one or two guys. It's Mm-mm. completely across the board. Yeah, they kept you know like Jari Evans. I think he's still there for now at least. Um like a tight end assistant coach or something yeah, like that. Is Cl- there. Clancy, Bar- Clancy, Clancy Barone. Clancy Barone, baby. Respect the name. But that's it, bro. It's like, it's new, man. New personalities, you know, new, new coaches for players to get accustomed to, you know, players have gotten accustomed to out of the same guys here for years. Um, it's going to be new, new, uh, new verbiage. You know what I'm saying? Uh, new teaching techniques. It's gonna be fascinating how it plays out, bro. Like anybody who thinks they know how it's gonna play out, they're wrong because no, none of no, nobody no knows. Nobody, no idea, man. Uh, I will say this: kind of getting into the Super Bowl aftermath, um, talking and just tying it in with Clint Kubiak. There was there were some plays, passing concepts, and it's it's hard to know how much input he had on those concepts like how much mm-hmm. input he had in those but i'm just gonna be an optimist and say it's, it was at least some some 40 percent right and kyle's just the one calling the plays some of those concepts the niners was running out there in the super bowl bro Ooh. he better been stealing some of that shit better bro better be like oh yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that one. Ooh, ooh, i like that one i'm gonna take that one too you know because I mean, you got to look at it like it's, it's tough to really try to figure out what the Kubiak, like the mm-hmm. Kubiak Jr. offense is going to look like because he came up under his dad, Gary Kubiak, you know. So it would make sense to really look at, you know, Texans, Texans offense from yep. like mm-hmm. 2006 through that stretch and the, and the Denver offense went yeah, yeah, about I was like I was like Kubi I went to Denver after the Texas right what yeah, the trip what a Super Bowl coach, yeah. was, was it with Peyton Manning am I tripping yeah yeah this yeah, the Super Bowl right. the 2015 yeah, Super Bowl yeah yeah <clears throat> um so you know it it it's just hard to know what the offense is going to be but he did I uh Outbreak wrote an article uh day or two ago uh, where he talked with Clint Kubiak. It wasn't about the Saints, but it was just talking with uh, Clint Kubiak about, you know, his experience with San Francisco. And it sounded to me like he was just a sponge up in there. You know what I'm saying? He talked mm. a lot about Kyle Shanahan and just the different uh, the different viewpoint he got to see of, you know, I mean, Kyle Shanahan a genius, bro. Like, you know, ain't no question about it. He's an offensive genius. So he got to see, like, some top-tier top coaching and really learn from it. Like, like he coming up in there with DA, like, <laughs> bro, I, bro, I, I said it, Ryan. I like this man done was in the Super Bowl with, with Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Let me stop. This, I'm going to keep it up, keep it an optimistic right now, bro. <laughs> all I'll say, all I'm going to say, 
and it's not and it's it's funny you say that regarding from the coaching aspect because we've talked about it from the player aspect with a player like Alvin Kamara with a player like Michael Thomas and things like that is that once you've got like as a if you come in the league as a rookie and that's what you're getting as a rookie being coached by Sean Payton, one of the best offensive minds in the game, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's accountability, blah, blah. Like, that's yeah. all you know as a pro. So, it's like, have that for, what, four four seasons, five seasons, however long it was, and then that's just gone, and there's just someone oh. walking around the, the building that you think might be an imbecile? Bro, that's... that's... So, from a prayer aspect, like, just now, imagine, like, co- like the coaching aspect, bro. Like, click on, like, this nigga don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I hope I hope it's not. But this is I don't, I don't know how many times like how many ways we can word it is like this is this is DA's season. Like it yeah. there is like no excuses at all. You you got Clint Kubiak, you got the offensive coordinator. It you know, and, and we talked about Pete, you know, how Pete Carmichael was gonna be like the scapegoat and essentially like he was. Same thing happening with the with the 49ers with Steve Wilkes, bro. Like same right. thing, bro. Same thing, bro. Like so, so someone gotta someone gotta fall on the sword, you know? Which but you like from the Niners, I understand it. Like you, you're not gonna do anything with Kyle Shanahan. John Lynch just got oh. a contract extension. Like they've Who's earned that? their <laughs> it's just crazy that DA gets to like have a fall, man, at this point in five bro. seasons, bro. Like, of all people, of all people. Anyway, anyway. anyway. But one thing, one thing from the uh, article I did, I did like seeing Clint. Kubiak say this. He said, it's all for the quarterback to get the most successful play you can give him with the most answers. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a really eye-opening experience, and a real positive experience talking about his time with Shannon. So I like that. I just like that mindset. Like, look, we need to right. give our quarterback the answers. Like you talk about, the answers to the test. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get and, test, bro. You know, and that's the best you could do. The best OCs do that. You know, Sean yes. Payton was great at doing that. Um, Fantastic. All the good OCs, good offensive coaches were able to give the quarterback most of the answers. They're not going to have all the answers sometime. You nope. know, and that's what that's what separates the elite quarterbacks from the yes. good quarterbacks. It, the elite quarterbacks can find answers themselves when the coaches can't come up with the with the right answer. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because me and Jay. This was before the Super Bowl, I think it was. Just did a fun thought, like a fun thought experiment based on our our dude's Mark question in our in the Discord about like, is this generation of quarterbacks overrated? Like that's such a yeah. such a great question and made me really think. Yeah. Just, yeah, it made me think. back. Because I was like, like, oh. like oh. <laughs> how like how many elite like elite quarterbacks in the NFL are there right, right now? Elite. 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 Mahomes, obviously. Um, then there's a gap. Then there's uh Josh Allen. Um, see, like like for me it was two. It was Mahomes and it was Joe Burrow. That was it. I I didn't put Josh Allen up. Not Josh no, Allen, not no, Lamar. You, got, you 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 stick it to your narrative, bro. Josh Allen. No. Elite quarterback, bro. He's an elite quarterback. Elite and franchise quarterbacks are two completely different things. No, no, bro. No, no, no. I got to disagree there, bro. The boy elite. He elite, man. He elite. Now, he's not not perfection. There are holes in this game. I will admit that. I'll ask you this. 
would because this is the the mindset that I was thinking of because Mark brought up the, the generation of quarterbacks before so Breeze Manning um, Brady let's say Ben and Aaron Rodgers let's say those five okay how many quarterbacks who are playing today would you put in that same tier at those five I just named that's the that's what the question is now, that's a great question because then it that, would only that, that, be Burrow and Mahomes. Thank you. So that that's yes. So that's how I, I see, interpreted I see what the you're question. Saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Then it would be Burrow because I think I would look. I say Josh Allen. He's closer to what Aaron Rodgers. I won't say what Aaron Rodgers was very early in his career. I'm talking about like mm. his very first you know, one or two years. And I know he had, like, you know, MVP year in there. But, like, he got better from a mental process yeah. standpoint, Big time. you know, over time. But, you know, he had such physical talents. When he was, like, younger, when he just came in, right. his physical right. talents were just immense. And I think Josh Allen is there. But how, let me ask you when this. How when did, we get to that next point, I don't know. How are Josh Allen of this era – and Philip Rivers of his era very similar. Mm, that's a good one now. That's a good one. I, I still but Philip. Philip was a dog, the boy. Like, dog. A, <laughs> but that, that's, dog. The, that's that football conversation. Get get the juices right. going a little bit, bro. Just get yeah, the brain thing. Like, ooh, like, ooh. Anyway. Um, we came up like our era, you know what I'm saying? Where we really got to experience football, man. Like I remember just a lot being said and written around that time is everybody just assume that it was going to be like a constant progression where quarterbacks are just going to get more quarterbacks are going to be thrown for 6,000 yards, 7,000 oh, yards. Man. I remember people used to poo poo. Drew Brees was throwing for like 5,000 yards my, every year. They were like, Oh, that's just the rules changes. Like, yep. Yep. Quarterbacks are going to be doing that all the time. No, nah, no, they're not. They're not <laughs> even, they're not even getting close these days, bro. Like they're, they're not. Now they are athletic. You know, everybody's, you know, everybody can run now and stuff like that. So the game is different. But man, what they were doing was, was just crazy, bro. It was it was quarterbacking on like just a higher level, another level, bro. Just another level. Um, but that's a just want to give some love to Mark again for that question because it it really is a, a football question that has like made me like stop like stop and think a bit. Yeah, um, and look, it go, before you switch it, it goes back to like what we talked about. I don't remember when a couple of weeks ago. Well, I was thinking about how, you know, these young, these newer quarterbacks just don't process like the blitz and all that stuff and the protections mm-hmm. like, like Peyton Manning, you know, Brady Breeze, Phillip Rivers, they would come to the line of scrimmage. Yes, they would have their play calls, but they would come to the line of scrimmage and they comp- were in complete control of the protection scheme. They, they, they were artists. They were artists, bro. You did not blitz Drew Brees. You did not blitz Peyton Manning. Very selectively, you did it. Very because you knew you would get burned. Burn. Where today, I mean, I mean, Greg Williams, he could feast the day, bro. If he was coaching, Woo! if he was coaching back, coaching defense, bro, he could go all because he could mix some stuff up, man. So one of uh one of the guys, hopefully, we're gonna get on this podcast um next month, maybe as a spoiler alert, is uh Cody um Alexander, who's on Twitter. I have to find his actual um handle on Twitter, but if you are like a football like person that just loves like like the like the football tape grinder just understanding 
defenses and stuff like that. Like Cody, um, let me. Uh, this is terrible podcasting, but also actual podcast. So on Twitter, he he goes. It's um at the, sorry, at the underscore coach underscore a, um Cody Alexander. Hoping to get him on on the pod. Um, we reached out to him. He said he you know he's willing to do it when he gets a little more clear. Um, he pointed to a play. No, it wasn't him that did that. It was actually I think it was Mitchell Mitchell Schwartz, former uh, right tackle of the Chiefs, of Ooh. just in the Super Bowl. There was a play where. Brock Purdy should have told George Kittle to stay in on the block mm. and, and and block it rather than rather than him releasing and that right. like little minute stuff like that. And Tom Brady was talking was doing a podcast with um, Steve Young and he kind of put it perfectly is that at some point as a quarterback the like these young quarterbacks like the if it's an whoever it is offensive coach head coach or offensive coordinator they're going to give you so much of the answer, right? They can give you 70% of it, but if right. you don't know that 30, that other 30% and you're just only running what is called, it's hard, bro. It's hard. It's hard, bro. It's hard. The, the thing that evens it out a little bit is that you're going against other quarterbacks that are probably on that, not doing the same thing. Like, they're, like I still say yeah. that right now there's two, two true elite quarterbacks in the league right now. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, because they have that other 30% where they can figure out the line, figure out the blitz. Joe Joe said on that Thursday night football game, he said, don't, don't zero me. (laughs) Don't zero me. Like, don't do it. (laughs) He he saw that the blitz was coming. He changed the play before the play was off, scored the touchdown. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we saw that in the, in the Super Bowl where, um, the Chiefs ran, uh, I think it was Greg Cosell, Cosell talking about it. The Chiefs ran zero, cover zero, like on like nine to ten plays, which is. That is you wild, just, You just Ryan. don't see that. Like you don't no. see that. And like you just don't see, like some teams don't ever run cover zero. Run cover zero. Yeah, in, no, the teams, in, the, in the Super Bowl and there not be big plays that come out of that is just crazy. It's just crazy. So just maybe people who may be listening or watching and don't exactly know what a cover zero blitz is, that essentially is meaning that it is a very, almost you're sending the entire house and there is no protection, no safety in the back end of your defense to prevent a big play from happening. Um, So it's like, you'll see teams run cover zero here, like maybe once or twice a game to run a cover zero nine times a game and nothing come from a brook. Now I'm going to say this. Is that a, Brock Purdy things the second year starter is that a couch? I'm just I'm just saying, let me let me just let me stop. Let me stop. Look, Spags had a horrible, horrible tenure with the Saints, but that boy was cooking. That boy was cooking in that Super Bowl, man. He cooked all playoffs, Ryan. He shut the Ravens, he shut the Bills down, he shut the Ravens down, he shut the the Niners down. Um no question. Anyway. Game, it, so we're on. We're talking about the Super Bowl. Anything else? Like just anything that kind of just caught your eye. It could be Clint Kubiak. It could just be Super Bowl stuff and like in general. It was a great defensive game. It was a great, was. great. I know people are like, oh, this game is oh that like that like that game. Ooh, like the the defense was, was bro. I was so into it, bro. Like it was because. It was crazy because the first half, I'm thinking like, man, San Francisco is dominating this game. But the they score were, is 10, 
It's 10 3 though. I'm like, okay, man. man. You can't you, you can't dominate do a game and keep that. Nah, bro. Not, yeah, I would man. not do it on hell no. I'm like, man, they're gonna lose this game. <laughs> they gonna can't lose do it, it. This it's just crazy. And just for Kyle Shanahan, like he he's where Andy Reid was when Andy Reid was with the oh, Eagles. Man. That's a, that's Andy a perfect. Was, that's he a was perfect going to the NFC analysis, Championship bro. every year. He made it to the Super Bowl against the Patriots and lost. It was like Andy Reid, like, yeah, he's a great can't, coach, but he just can't, can't win the big one. Yeah, that, that was that was an error. And I just think that's kind of with Charlotte. I mean, I don't think Kyle is overrated or nothing like that. He just, man, got got he's operating in uh NFL where there's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's just his, bro. <laughs> he just he just stuck with it. Just like Which the is, Bills, bro. Like it just man, good luck. man like that, like Thanos, bro, just collecting infinity stones of teams, bro. bro it's <laughs> tough, man. Stop. Tom, you got Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's like, damn. <laughs> got them both. Um, I keep, like, it, so the, the thing that you said, right, the Niners defense played great, l- a large part of that game. If you're an offensive coach like Kyle is, and your defense is playing that well, and your defense is doing as, as great as a job as you could do against uh, a Patrick Mahomes team, offense got to put, the offense got to score, bruh. Like that was cool, man. you got George Kittle, Bryant, Bryant, Ayuk, Debo, Chris McCaffrey. You got you, like you got to put points on the board, points on and the that, board. And that's the thing, your dogs weren't dogs. You know what I'm saying? Debo, oh, I man, think he had what thirty three yards. Kittle had like what negative four one, yards or something. That, one <laughs> catch, bro. <laughs> nothing, bro. It didn't left. Over overtime with a hammy or something is like what is going on? Oh, man? did he? I didn't I even realize. Oh, that's right, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a hammy. Oh, that was Debo that had a hammy. Greenlaw they both, they got both. hurt. Yeah, Greenlaw got hurt, just kind of like jumping up and down or whatever. I'm like, oh man, this it just makes you feel like man, Super Bowl boy, hard, <laughs> hard, hard to win. To win, it's to hard. Win. Um, what are your thoughts of of? San Fran deciding to, to take the ball first in overtime. I guess I don't have a major take about it because, like, I, I heard Kyle Shanahan's reasoning, and I guess it made sense. Like, hey, I want we want to get the ball third. But, you know, it just – I understand where Kyle was coming from because his defense was just on the field right. for that final, you know, two-minute – Two minute drive, uh, you know, to protect the lead, and basically putting them back on the field with a, I wouldn't say guaranteed a, a, a score, a touchdown by the right. Chiefs, but, but still, the, the, chance, the, 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 ch- the chances are higher. Oh, higher. So I kind of I understood it, but just the fact that some players didn't know the rule, ch- the rule changes and stuff like, like this, that. The, the, the DA sneak in the Super Bowl, we didn't know. Yeah, I'm like. That that was just I was like, well, that that's on Kyle. That, that's on Kyle Shanahan right there. That's coaching. To, that's coaching. He has to details were like you got to be a psycho about details. The juxtaposition of the Niners not knowing and the Chiefs were talking about that shit in training camp. Right, come on, we're we talk, we talking about coaching, bro. <laughs> there's a there's a clip I think I retweeted it where uh, it was during the, the the coin flip in OT and it's focused on Patrick Mahomes. And you know the 49ers say we're gonna receive, and you could just see the expression on his face, like, "Oh shit, they they gonna receive?" Like, okay, <laughs> like he just like I could, he, like he couldn't believe it, like, "Oh, they gonna receive?" 
So it's just crazy. Coach Kyle Shanahan is going to have to to get better at being a head coach and not just like an offensive guru. You know what I'm saying? Which he's a great head coach. Not saying he's right. a great head coach, but you're going to have to get cycle about the details about the game, the overall game, and not just offensively. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going I, to I feel like stuff. that's the one thing that Sean Payton as an overall coach still has over <laughs> over over right. Kyle. Exactly, because because he sees and, he he sees like the big picture, and he's still that offensive guru. Kyle, right. I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from him as a head coach at all, but he still sometimes gets very like single focus of just his lane, right? Of, right. of being offense, and it's it's like the inverse of Da because Da Da is weird. Like he's oh he's a decent to okay defensive coordinator as a head coach. Then he was trying to like meddle in Pete's business as, as an OC when it's like, stick to the defense. And then like, he just, he don't even know if he understands how the IR rule works. It's, he just, <laughs> can, can, maybe Clint picked up on something when he was in San Francisco that he can kind of help DA. I, I don't know. Help, I, help, I don't him, know. Out. help him out. <laughs> help him out. Come on, KK, help that man out. Um, it was, it was, I just, I, when they, when she's got the ball, bro, like I didn't have any, I was like, I already know how the story's going to end. I knew how it was going to end. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. It was, impossible. <laughs> it was just, uh, man, it, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Oh, the mean, NFL I, day. oh. <laughs> it is, it is bad. Cause you have to be, you have to. And the thing is, like the the regular season stuff does not matter. Like no. that that does not matter. All the like, the lows that they had last season, lows that the Chiefs had this season. I I didn't believe it for one second, right? I was like, okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> we'll see. Um, what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. What is your take, or if you have a take? Um about training camp more than likely taking place in Southern California and Irvine. Yeah, I don't have a major take. Like they say, it's about you know they're doing construction in the headquarters. Uh, we'll see. I don't like. I, I think if you have a well coached, talented team, it don't matter where you practice at. You know what I'm saying? Like right about you know we were having a debate in the Discord about you know should, does the you know practicing in a hot, humid South help the, you know, help the team battle through adversity and stuff like that, you know, or versus, you know, working out in, in a better climate, where you're able to focus and, you know, work on things better without being stressed out about being overheated and stuff like that. I don't I have no idea, bro. I don't know. I know we got the Greenbrier curse that we talk about, but those teams are just trash, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was because of Greenbrier, it just... The talent was horrible, man. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, oh. it's, yeah. I just hope DA takes advantage and gets the most work out the team, and really, like, really, really focus on the details, man. Because every year they start, man, it's like 
the first month is basically preseason. And they're trying to figure what, out yeah. what the hell they're trying to do. And it, what, that's, that's what it, it feels like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what is going on here? So they really need to get the most out of training camp instead of just kind of loafing through it. Which is funny because you say that because even with that said, they started the season two and zero, oh, and like I it remember, did. like and that, and that hadn't like hadn't happened in such a long time. Yeah. Um, and then like the rest of the season happened, but uh, like I want to give you know some credit to our our dude Rob about this because he tweeted it, but like the, the mantra really for this <laughs> podcast for for the Saints 2024 season is shut us up, bro. Hashtag shut us up. We, we don't we don't want to continue to have I won't say negative but like we don't want to continue to have podcasts where it seems like we're being pessimistic or we're just being too hard on the team. We want to be able to just root for the team, be happy. Be, shut us up. The mantra shut that we have up. prior to that Rams game on Thursday night football is the same mantra that we're going to have throughout the entire season. I am not going to be here taking away any of the good vibes from the offensive hires that the that, uh, that fans may have gotten from the offensive hires. It's like right. from what I limited know, they're good offensive hires. They're good to really good offensive hires. Um, yeah. My concern is just that as good as those offensive hires are, is Dennis Allen going to be able to just not be in the way of whatever Whatever it is. Rob said, Dennis Allen, prove me wrong. Peyton, Peyton Turner, prove me wrong. Kendra Miller, prove me wrong. Cam Jordan, I don't Cam old, Rob. You don't know how you to, need to put that one in there. Uh, Pete Warner, prove me wrong. Uh, Trevor Penning, not really his fault, but prove me wrong. Derek Carr, prove me wrong. I dare you. Straight up, bro. Straight up, man. It's all gotta do. Rob said it. Prove us wrong. You know? Shut us up, man. Will they? <laughs> I'm open to got, it. Though. At least be like we've been saying, bro. At least be a fun team, man. Please be a fun team. Have some fun offense. Get after it on defense. Uh, get get get. You know, don't have AK out there looking crazy, running in the brick walls. I mean, um, I'll be I'll be fascinated to know is his t- spot on the team solidified with Coop? I really want to I am so fascinated. Oh, that that, that looks cake, cake. Damn, Derek Carr just became a huge fan of this podcast. Let me take that off real quick. That's a little point at the top. No, I <laughs> During Black History Month? Sorry. Um, but it, I don't know, man. Like, that's a, that's a very interesting question, and I wish there was clarity on it. Um... Does this draft excite you? I know it's early. You know, we still got two-ish months away, two months and 10 days. But does this draft excite you? Uh, I mean, a little bit, but it ain't like. Because you watch more prospects than I have. I I really have not watched anyone yet. I mean, we. It's, it, I, have, I, I haven't watched in about two weeks, though. But it's, you know, it's cool. I'm, I'm not like super, super amped for this draft because one, I'm pretty sure they're not taking a quarterback, even though there's a good bit of like nice quarterbacks in there. There's some nice prospects though, man. Like there are there's some really good prospects to be had in the first round. I wish they had more picks, or at least I wish they had more picks like in the top one hundred. Mm-hmm. Um but other than that, I 
they have a chance to like add some real talented players defensively, offensively, either way, you know. Um, but we're gonna see, bro. But I mean, we it's the draft season so long, man. Like long, bro. I'm already long. tired of hearing about certain things. So. If I hear if I if the if what the Bears will do one more fucking it, it, I'm fed up Bears with it, Ryan. Drake made better than Caleb. Uh, oh my God! Stop! Can we stop? Can we? Can we stop? Can we stop? Um. <laughs> so I it had been a very long time since I've updated my my Saints draft trend um, yeah. data. So I I will just went through just recently <laughs> and just kind of updated the last two draft classes that that hadn't been in there um just to get like a sense of like what the hit rates are things like that um and that's so that's what i'm gonna be digging into um the next couple of weeks next couple of months to just dive into like the data i will say i have never i don't think i've ever seen a team as bad as like scouting linebackers as as these dudes bro bro you put that up in the discord i was like yeah damn that's that's I'm, I'm start starting back in 2006. Wait, Marvin Mitchell wasn't a 2006 pick, was he? Was he 2007? Oh no, I got. I uh, uh, um, Marvin Mitchell, Stanley Arnix, Nate Bussey, <laughs> uh, Martez Wilson, Rufus Johnson, Curry Ford, Davis Toll, Stefan Anthony, Alex Anzalone, Caden Ellis, Zach Bond, Pete Warner, Demarco Jackson. Hey, Alexander Loney, bitch. He just <laughs> carry that flag, bro. <laughs> you know, Pete Werner, we'll see, because he kind of, you know. Yeah, he's, he, I put him as a yellow right now, bro. Like, if you would have, after his, after, after, after his sophomore season, he would have been a green. Right now, he's a yellow, bro. Like, I, he's a yellow. Um, and, and there's some, like, good linebackers in this draft, too. Like, not first-round linebackers, but. Right. You know, second, third round guys, and I just don't trust them. I don't trust the Saints at all. No, Draft stay away from. Dude. Just, away. just sign one. Sign Devin White. Okay. Sign somebody. Pa- Patrick Queen. Sign somebody. Don't draft one, please. <laughs> please. Uh, <laughs> just going, just throwing corners drafted since two thousand six. Actually, just for shish and giggles. Davis Jones. They drive this one from fucking Wingate, Ryan. Um, oh, what? <laughs> is, that like, <laughs> is that like the Ryan or something like that? A typical Wingate. Um, David Jones, Tracy Porter, Patrick Robinson, Johnny Patrick. Wasn't he like trying to like fuck married women or some shit like that? Oh, I got some, some freaky stuff with your Johnny Patrick. <laughs> no, me. Uh, Corey White. Stanley Jean Batiste, uh, <laughs> Damian Swan. I thought Damian Swan was going to be good. Uh, Damian Swan, boy, that's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. He, was, so, he, wasn't, he wasn't terrible at first, but he just didn't elevate <laughs> uh PJ Williams, who's listed as a corner because he started as a nickel, yeah. but uh, whatever. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Kareem uh, <laughs> Moore, Chauncey, Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor. You, you can see that. That we you know when Ireland come in, you can just see that. You can see it, bro. You can see it. <laughs> it was it on them things, boy. Yeah, and that's not even looking at the safeties, you know. Uh, safeties: Josh Lay, Roman Harper, 
Usama Young, Chip Vaughn, Malcolm oh, Jenkins, <laughs> Kenny Vaccaro, uh, Vinny uh, Sanciri, Von Bell, Marcus Williams. <laughs> hey, Vinny. Uh, uh, Von Bell, Marcus Williams, Natrell J- Jamerson, uh, Saquon Hampton, Jordan Howden. I guess you could throw PJ Williams in that kind of mm-hmm. if you really wanted to. But yeah, you could see it. It was right. Like Von Bell was a was a Jeff Ireland pick because that was his mm-hmm. draft. Yeah. Um, but Bell, Marcus Williams, Jordan Howden, man, I I remember getting played by Sa- Saquon Hampton, bro. Like all the picks he was getting in training camp, bro. I was believing. Oh this is just, yeah. This is just, just a reminder, guys. When I know it's early, but when those reports start coming out, and I get start, I, not, I don't want to take your joy away. Right. So just just wait. Just wait till the games are played. Like the games gotta be played. Play. Play. <laughs> um. At this point, like the two players in the draft, like it, I'm, I'm, I'm Bowers and Law too. If if they can get That's, those are draft days, th- those is it, bro. Those are it. I'm not, not not including like Caleb, right? Th- those are yeah. it, bro. Those those are my draft days. Is is, and I don't even know if there will be more draft days. It might just be that. This just might be those two. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see. Luckily, my flight situation got rectified. Spirits mm. fucking ter- terrible. Oh, um, but the Saints block party second annual draft party will be happening on April 25th in New Orleans. Um, you must be a Patreon to attend. So if you are in Louisiana, in New Orleans, you want to attend, please do. Please just become a Patreon <laughs> because it's the only way you're going to be admitted in. I'm sorry. Um, anything else you want to hit on? This might be a shorter uh, episode because did the. Did the Saints hire the OL coach? What was his name? Um, not, not, not the Novak, Novak Smith guy. Uh, not Dennison. Um, mm. what's the other guy's name. Long time Kubiak O line coach. Oh, you're right. I can't think of his name right now. Um. Also terrible podcasting at its finest. Oh, is it? Wait, hold on. No. Oh, John Benton. Yeah, yeah, John Benton. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they made that official yet, not, but it's been out there for a while that he's coming in. That's going to be a fascinating thing because he's he's like one of the guys as far as like outside zone. Offensive line, like he was there. Elder Shanahan, Kubiak, you know, always been there. Like he is the guy who they go to, who teams go to when they want to teach outside mm-hmm. zone. And the Saints, you know, the Saints have run the outside zone. Even last year they ran it, just horrible at it. Um, so it's like it's gonna be interesting to see. Like, hey, does he come in and be like, man, look? This guy and this guy, you know, James Hurts, we can't do – we can't run outside the whole chain. Right. We, we just can't do it. Like, we're going to have to draft somebody. We're going to bring somebody in. Um, I think I think Cesar Ruiz might fit pretty well because he's, he's a good athlete. Um, he just – is just inconsistent. He just sees out there, bro. Um, I, I keep going back to free agent to be 
John uh, Feliciano, bro. Like, like he he's like the perfect example of a player who plays decent to well to good and just does his does his job. Like, he's not great. He's not terrible. Mm -hmm. I think if if they decide like James Hurst can't be used in that role, I think I keep going back to him because Clint Kubiak has, you know, it was one season, but he has experience with him as a player. The most fascinating thing about this offseason is what the fuck do they do with Trevor Pennant, bro? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, like you said, uh, Rich Dennison or whatever his name is, like he need to be living with Trevor Pennant, bro. Like bringing him home, picking him up in the morning, D- doing the what, go and get breakfast. TD like, TD Jakes, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Wake up, kickstep! I want you to kickstep right now. <laughs> out of a, out of a sleep, right? <laughs> like I need him. It's just so important, bro, because it would just, it would, it would be almost like getting another draft pick. You know what right. I'm saying? Because it's like because we got nothing out of him so far. You know what I'm saying? Which is, cr- which, is which is, but which is wild though, because it's like okay, but if you move Pete inside back to guard, like mm-hmm. he's better, uh, it, it gets a little. I don't know, right? I don't know. I don't know. Like they have to figure out the best starting five. But and the thing is, they have to make a decision on Pete before they even know what happens to Penny. So right, they gotta like, like they they may have to make a decision on Pete just as a backup plan. Like you know, not as they have, they would probably assume that they don't they're not potentially going to get anything for Trevor Penning, or maybe he gotcha. doesn't seem as, as salvageable based on what we've seen them tell us. So with that logic, you would think they have to bring Pete back. Yeah. Gotcha. Cause you can't not, cause you can't not bring him back and then, and then bank on Trevor Penning being good or whatever. And then that not work out. Then you like, then you double Ooh. fuck. <laughs> going to be kicking hers back out there. <laughs> 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 Max Garcia. <laughs> oh, what's well? What's the player that got injured? Like, right? Uh, he was a former Panther. Was it Trey Turner? No. Was it? Can't, yeah. Maybe. Uh, was it Trey Turner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was Trey, Trey Turner, right? Trey the True. Yeah. Um. Lot. Lots to still happen. The combines. What happened in like what a week? Two weeks. Oh, really? um, okay. Yeah, yeah, completely all right. Uh, it it would I will say if 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 we got credential to the combine, it would really suck because like we got credit like we we get credential like a a week or two weeks before it actually happens, and all the travel arrangements I had like etched out that could work, all that's just gonna be gone, bro. Like, <laughs> like hey, I was like, bro. I, I was, <laughs> hey, bro, Bowers might be there, but I see people already knocking Bowers' size, man. Talking about. Oh, he, he's not as because he was standing next to Gronk or something. He's like, oh, he looks. He's small. standing next to Gronk, nigga. Like what? <laughs> this man played in the SEC. Like what? I'm people are dumb. Saying, I can't. Bro. I can't, bro. I I'm can't. Just saying, man. We go. I, I think people, I'm, I'm, people go overanalyze, bro. As all as as so that's like a, a part of the reason why like I took a step back in draft season because it was just it's just too much, man. Like it's, it's just too like, much, man. Go in circles. You're That's just it. analyzing just, in circles. Um, but the prospect matching data is happening. You know, probably we're gonna start working on that in March with 
Jay and I up, helping Jay. as always. Look we were. I was. I was talking to Bajan about potentially like what what a true envision is at some point. Probably not this year, but on the on our website saintsblockparty.com go to that to have the database essentially be on there that's be mm. only for patreons and be searchable so someone you know oh i want to see uh how i don't know think they, they, uh mike neighbors is that what his name is no that's his name i know his first name last name is neighbors so lsu malik, malik neighbors malik neighbors yeah. um obviously like, how, how does malik you know pair up into like the saints metrics you know over like Ooh. since 2006 go type his name up and then his his <coughs> his uh points of like three cone height weight blah blah and then if it hits in those metrics it'd be green if it doesn't hit it'd be red Shit. I, we gotta go to pinwall that boy what you talking about now, boy? They, they got not said for patreons nigga. this is not for free it's not for free um but yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the database this season, Bajan could do it. But Bajan, out my, our dude, we're, we're precious LLC out here doing websites. If you need a website, yeah. hood up our dude Bajan. Bajan out here doing freelance, so he kind of like, he's I could do it. <laughs> but that's a lot of work. So I it's think this coach. year, <laughs> this year we probably just stay with like do like an article with the data, and that will be behind a Patreon paywall. But eventually, that's the the goal is to be able to have a database on our website, and you and someone who was a Patreon could go in and see. Oh, I want to see how this player matches up with you know the Saints metrics over the years. Of, you know, since we're only going to go back to 2006. Sorry, folks, we're not going back further than that. That's it. Oh no, um, because that I, it that would just be such a cool feature to just know and and have and to just have readily available and have like the the code already tied in to like if it. That's the vision at some point, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, it's it's funny you bring up how Penny would be like getting the first round pick back. Can you imagine if like Isaiah Foskey did something? We're talking about guard, like potentially needing guard help. They drafted Nick Sir- South Verde. Like, like there's there's players that like we need what to see them. Yeah, there are players there that if they could draft picks there that if they could get some out of. Huge. Make a huge difference, man. Huge difference. Foskey, oh my god, like the deep Foskey, Peyton Turner, like maybe the ship should have sailed on Peyton Turner, but Foskey, bro, show me something, bro. Please, come on, man, Dude, please, <laughs> something, man. You got we, Brian Brissy, he looks promising, but if we can get something out of Foskey, uh, that would change the game, man. It would, and we we talk about teams, you know, talking going back to the Super Bowl again. As 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 amazing and as stellar as as obviously Patrick Mahomes on a team is essentially like a like a cheat code. Like if you have if the Chiefs by having him on the team have a handicap of like seven points when they start a game, bro. Like I I, I say that jokingly, yeah. but like not really. Like that's like that's real, right? Yeah. They have drafted absolutely fucking outstanding, and they have drafted outstanding while. Typically picking in like the 30s, 31, 32, yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah, man. Trent, a lot of late round picks. Trent Duffy, uh, George Kalafkis was just a dog. Yeah. And super, like, that is, we, we keep harking back to this point that <laughs> Jeff Duncan, oh, the Saints have identified these undrafted free. Cool. Like, that is not the bulk of your draft class. Like, you are not, 
you're like if you draft a player in the first two-ish rounds, maybe first two to three rounds, like you are to some degree expecting hopefully that you get something out of that that player. And the Chiefs have not only drafted players later in the draft and gotten something out of them, they've gotten like studs, bro. Like Trip Duffy is like looking like one of the best cornerbacks. Bro, right I now, mean, right? he, he's he's looking outstanding. Outstanding, outstanding. bro. He looked um, outstanding at, at Washington, so that's like on the league thing of why they why why did not the one in the league didn't draft him sooner. I digress, but that's how good teams are built. Yeah, and it it goes goes back to the whole argument of like, oh, they will always say, you know, you know, once you pay a franchise quarterback, it's hard to get back to a Super Bowl because you got to pay the quarterback and you take up so much of your space. Yeah, they, they take up, you know, they take up some of your cap space, but it just puts an onus on how you draft. There uh, it is. The value you get from the draft, the value you get out of free agency. And, the, you know, you it puts the onus on your team builders, on your pro scout staff, on your college scout staff. They got to work. You know what I'm saying? Work, bro. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are showing that, you know, it could be done. You just, mm-hmm. just got to do it. Nick you Bolton, um, mm-hmm. just, just, play, the, just players all scattered throughout that. Defense on the O line, Trey, you know, was it Trey Smith, and then who else did they draft on? Um, um, Creed Humphrey, who's mm-hmm. terrible at fucking snapping the ball. Like he's awful. Oh man, <laughs> no snaps all game, bro. No snaps, all playoffs, all Ryan. All huh. playoffs. Um, luckily, like Patrick Mahomes was a baseball player because those were exactly, just, exactly. Um, so if the Saints and Mickey Loomis wants to say like they want to replicate what the Steelers have done, blah, blah. Like, like you have to, this season, like the draft is so crucial. The draft completely transformed the Detroit lions this past season. Like I get it. And I get the draft brings this, this sense of hope that Mark Sessler pick is such a perfect pick where he's just like, Oh man, Zale, yeah, this is it. And I get it. Cause when it works and when the team is right, it completely does change the entire direction yeah, of a team. And I like I was going through these draft classes since 2017. Some of this is on Sean. Some of this is on Mickey Loomis. Some of this is on Jeff Ireland. But like, there's more yellow and red than there is green, bro. A lot of red, a lot of red. And you can't like, have that, man. Can't, especially for a team that's maxed out on the cap every year. There you go. Over the cap every year. You can't have that. You've got to be hitting on them picks. You gotta be hitting. You're not gonna hit on all of them. You're gonna have some gonna have some slip ups, but you gotta be hitting fifty, sixty percent, man. You know. And I was so their draft class last year, I put Reese as a green. It's probably a little premature, but I put Howden as a green and AT Perry as a green. And as a, as a fifth and sixth round pick, like that's pretty outstanding, right? Right. But like that middle, like Vosky Millers out of Verde, like t- 2022. This is just the year before. Hainer, Hainer, what was he a fifth round pick? He's he's the fourth, fourth round pick. I guess you can't grab by the fourth round pick, but it's like, like what was, what was the plan there? You know what I'm saying? Like what was the plan? Because it's like it doesn't seem like there's any thought or attempt to like none. Let, let him at least develop into the number two quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. like, eh, throw him to the side, you know. And as I said, I don't I have no idea what he could be, but I'm just saying. Uh 2022, Chris Olave, Penning, Alante Taylor, DeMarco Jackson, Jordan Jackson. 2021, Peyton Turner, Pete Warner, Paulson Adebo, Ian Book, Landon Young, uh Quan Baker. 
Mm. Bro, that is yeah. Ryan. Out of all those players I've named, you have th- you have four starters, three in, two in the green. And you you can't, it. You can't you can't win like you can't win like that. Like team building wise, it's not going to get it done. It's just not going to get it done. Especially um, when you're affecting like that pinning pick, the cost of it. Oh my uh, god! Like, like we still paying for it this year in the draft, you know. So they could have, they they could have in theory they could have had two second round picks this year. But we shall see. Um, hope everyone had a great Mardi Gras season. Had a good Valentine's did, Day. Enjoyed myself, boy. So what? A life goal of mine, because like Mardi Gras is always like the day. It usually the day before, sometimes the day of, sometimes the day after my birthday. Life goal of mine is to be in New Orleans during my birthday. During it's, my ha- it's early March next year. Oh, is it? Okay, so then, yeah. then never. Um, but one one time, it's it's got to happen at least once. Got at least to, once. Bro. Got to. Um, but thank y'all for you know, even though there's not a lot going on, like thank y'all for supporting us and just you know being amazing listeners um on youtube on spotify apple wherever you're listening we really appreciate it um uh, for people who are our patreons like y'all are still supporting us even though it it is in the dead season right now so that you know we just are just very grateful uh sincerely for everything that you guys do um hold on i was going somewhere with this did i lose it go it's gone go It's it's gone um yeah but thank y'all truly truly uh we are excited i I know the season's like we're in what february so we got like seven fucking months before the season comes back so it's a ways away but i'm hoping even you know we talked about the the urban thing potentially just to like there's tons of saints fans on the west coast and there's there's tons of patreon our people who support us so you know i'm going to organize some some saints block party podcast west coast like like training camp days whatever training camp's hard because especially if it's going to be in irvine which is not close however you know it depends on when training like the day of training camp bro like i I work monday through thursday so it ain't it ain't happening monday through thursday but friday saturday sunday is training camp we will try to be there, and if they don't got that warning poster that they not checking for me, I might have to sneak in, sneak the camera in, get some good content. Uh, for... I don't know if you ever went to like a cheap motel, but like if you go to the cheap motels. <laughs> have I? Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, <laughs> hey, let's. And they usually have like uh, pictures of like IDs in there for whatever reason, like somebody made yes. a trash to room or something. That's how yes. they're gonna have you up there. Adam West. <laughs> Hey, so Adam West, Adam West, that's use, a real name too. It's like Adam West. I got to use my my Ron Mexico ID, bro. <laughs> Ron Mexico. Deep, that's a deep cut. Bro. That's a deep that's cut. Deep wild for that, bro. <laughs> if I was a production guy, oh, uh, because he does like the the Fox, like yeah. right before Kurt, uh, Kurt, or whatever. Bro, if I was a production guy, just for shits and giggles, one day, bro, I'd just put his name, just be Ron Mexico, bro. Ron Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd probably like I would I would do it when I knew like my job was probably go, like, I was gonna get fired or some shit, bro. Just like Mexico, baby, Mexico, bro. Anyway, <laughs> woof. Anyway, oh, that oh, too soon. Oh, oh, too soon. All right. Um. <laughs> anyway, tr- thank y'all. Truly, truly, truly. Um, we're not gonna have a live show 
this week I'm taking a little little many a little family little vacay just get a, get away for a bit much trust me much needed but so, next week we'll be back to our usual schedule where we'll have the one podcast a week and they'll do a live show on the weekend think i want to get our boy our boy joy on here we got the joy you gotta get joy on the the, the 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 live show but thank y'all so much we appreciate y'all we love y'all we'll be back next week Thank you for the support. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Like, rate on any of the listening platforms. Five stars. We appreciate it. With that, we're out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.